pops tripping. He wants me to ask for my brisket back. You know I wouldn't trip. What brisket? You know, the brisket I left at your house, man. That's my brisket, punk. As soon as I start opening this beer, you start recording. There it is. There it is. That's how you start an episode. That's how you start an episode. Yeah, you need to get on it. I don't know, that was a perfect pour. Oh, almost spoke too soon. So good. Mm-hmm. So good when it hits the lips, right? Mm-hmm. Or did you just get a mouthful of foam? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Swallow it. Don't, Don't swallow the head. Nope. Never do, James. <laughs> Never do. Welcome in and welcome back, brisket fam. Uh, was that a fam? I think I heard a fam in there. Wow. You know what? I mean, that really felt horrible saying that. You know what I mean? You look horrible just saying that. Yeah, I made myself sick at the stomach just even saying the word fam. My kids aren't allowed to say that F word. Uh, you guys probably, you know... <laughs> if, was, if the you, other one's okay. Right. Yeah, <laughs> if, you should probably call CDC and have them send Morgan Freeman and Dustin Hoffman out so they can contain this outbreak. And then what I'm referring to is the shitty slang word outbreak that's infecting our society and our pop culture. Yeah, there's a lot of shitty-ass slang words that I do not understand. I have two teenagers in my house. I'm not following most of the time when they talk. I mean, I'm in the same boat, guys. I'm in the same boat. I yeah. don't have teenagers, but I, I mean, I, I hear the the Gascom lingos nowadays. Just weird usage of words that are supposed to mean something that are spelt a certain way. And I, I don't know. All right. Yeah. Continue. You know, I mean, I, I was on Twitter the other day, and you, you get that, like, moment of realization. I mean, have I gotten old? Yes. It's an epiphany. Have has it just passed me by you know what i mean i had that like 10 years ago yeah and so i'm like ah shit so i'm reading tweets and this and i'm left and right you know i try to keep myself educated as far as what the kids are saying what people are doing i mean john you got kids at age age from like 16 to going all the way down to yeah and alden i mean you got a couple in your household so i mean our daughters are probably roughly around the close to the same age and so they're on tiktok and they're on all these different youtube and all stuff like that so i mean you hear words and you're like what is that i don't know so you know i was on twitter the other day and i was like just thumbing through the feed i always go through it just you know there's, there's always a couple of gems that you can pick and choose and so we can have a little talking points for the podcast i came across this one tweet where this person was referring to another person being thirsty and i'm just like all right then i mean yeah all right cool i mean i'm thirsty i mean i mean i could do something to drink what I mean, you want to drink i'm usually yeah, hungry or <laughs> hungry i mean and, and kind of segue into our ice cold car box that we're drinking today speaking of thirsty Fantastic. yeah great stuff alden is partaking in a bud light i'd like to sit here and say he's drinking a car box he's not i definitely had some this weekend oh he did he did yeah, yeah i definitely had some this yeah. weekend a good time this weekend so when i read the tweet this person's being thirsty i'm just like you know it kind of threw me for a loop a little bit and so i'm like let me just go ahead and you know check this out and i mean what what's the real meaning because hey i'm not a moron i mean i know that means something else so i was like start reading into it and i was like okay and then i hear the word thirst trap and i'm like have you ever heard the word thirst trap Mm-mm. no so this is essentially a person that is thirsty which means i guess they're starving for attention they're oh. yeah, yeah they're like whatever they can do to put some bait out there basically pretty much and then thirst trap is somebody trying to 
I guess, trap. Trying to... They know they're thirsty. Like trolling or... Pretty... I don't know. It, well, I, I, don't I don't know, honestly. Just, I, I don't understand half the shit, so, you know. <laughs> Thirst trap. Uh, wow. But, I mean, they, they got to me thinking. I was like, okay, so, look, I'm not the get-off-my-lawn type of dude, but some of the shit that they're saying nowadays, I mean, it's just... I don't get it. It's, it's just horrible. <laughs> but, so, I mean, it, you think about it, it's a trap. You gotta, you're gotta you trying to catch something, right? Like, you have a mouse trap. You know what you're catching. Yeah. You have a thirst trap. What are you trying to catch? What, what is what thirst? I, get, I mean, what, what does it mean to be thirsty from what i gather it's like these i guess you would say like these instagram hoes or these instagram models that <laughs> that instagram get models. up there and they they doll themselves out parade themselves put the laundry on they call those laundry influencers, on don't they? like that huh they call them influencers don't they uh, i don't know so, no that's sort of different yeah, it's a little bit different. Is that something different? Yeah, Instagram yeah. models. I'm using air quotes. Instagram yeah. models. Well, you got you got There's those a lot of them. those models that are probably you know they're 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 thirsting. They're trying to get those rappers. They're trying to get those. They're trying to get paid. They're trying to get those dollars. Mm-hmm. You know they they see hey if I doll up yep. I make myself pretty I present myself. They're using their assets. They're using their assets and hey I mean say what you say. Assets I mean, say or ass and tits. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. True story. Um, but say what you will. So it, I came up with a list of slang words that we used to use like back in the 90s and a list of what they're saying nowadays and kind of a little bit of uh, explanation of what it means. And I mean, I'm probably I'm guilty of using probably the still the same slang words that we were using back in the 90s. I mean, and it looks like some of that stuff's maybe made a resurgence for whatever reason in pop culture is kind of like stuck around a little bit. But I made a list. I'll read out a couple and let you guys listen to it. Give me your thoughts. Let me, ch- let me know what you think. Do you want to go 90s or 2019 first? Let's start with the uh, the good stuff. The 90s? The 90s. The 90s. I wish we could do like a comparison. Like, this one means good then. Ooh, that was, that was a good idea, John. This one means good now. Yeah. That would have been pretty solid. Okay, so right off the bat, dis. Dis? Okay. Dis. Are we t- yeah. We're in 90s, right? We're yeah, in 90s. Because I know what that means. Dis. You've been dis. Yeah, you've been dis. Everybody knows what that means. Yeah, I mean, disrespectful. I mean, you, yeah. it's almost yeah. kind of like you got served. Yeah, your mama is so fat. Mama joke, man. That's mama joke. Yeah. Oh, you got dis, boy. Yeah. <laughs> this next one is like, it, it. this is probably more when I was like younger, younger. Uh, probably junior high, middle school area. I know what you're going to say groovy, right? No. God bless, John. I'm not that old. <laughs> Jesus. I know you are, band, uh, but what, what am I? The, what was the band you followed? Yes. I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> mm, yep. I know you are, but what am I? What's that from? Come on, Alden. You got this. I know you are, but what am I? You just said it. It's from you. It's like the, I don't I don't remember where that one came from. It's like the rubber and glue one, uh, inner tube. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Pee-wee's Herman's oh, Pee-wee's Playhouse. Pee-wee's Playhouse. Big Adventure or one of those? I can uh, still sing you that two. song right now. Which one? The the actual Pee-wee's Playhouse song. Yeah, I can sing it. Go ahead and bust almost, it out. Almost, almost verbatim. I get lost for a little bit. but Let's it's like, it. Get out of bed. There'll be no more napping. Wake up. And then I get lost after there. But... I can see That's all the characters. The whole thing almost verbatim. <laughs> I can say six words. <laughs> no, but that was the start. That was the start of the. Uh, that was the start of the the whole uh, cart or not cartoon, but the you know his his little show. Man, it was awesome. 
you know, he has little characters, a chair and the freaking globe and the mecha lecha high, mecha honey ho, man, all that shit was cool, you know? <laughs> There's a lot of actors that made their uh, either Sam starts or there, just made in appearances in there, yeah. Samuel Sam, Jackson. Sam Jackson was in it. He was a cowboy. Sure. Like, remember Rowdy, the little puppet cowboy or whatever he wanted to be? He was rude. Like, I got that, or maybe, what was his name, Rudy? No, I think it was Rowdy. But yeah. anyhow. I, I, yeah, I remember it. But yeah. But moving on, I mean, we'll have a, a whole nother episode dedicated to Pee Wee and Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> yes. Uh, in the future. Pee Wee Plays. Yeah. Okay, so the next one, okay, peace out. I mean, obviously, I mean, we sure. still use that yeah. today. Home skillet. Solid. Solid, yeah. Hey, just, Home that's your slice. boy, yeah. that's your homie. Word. Do you guys remember not? Yes. Yeah. To when you were like, throw out a sentence and then end it with a not. Yeah, which came first, not or psych? Ooh, probably psych. I feel like it did too. I don't remember. I don't know. Was, I was young when that was. I would have to say probably psych. Psych. I mean, we're, we're the same age, so we were the same youngness. Right. So. Right. We were about the same size. No, we weren't the same size. Same age. Uh, definitely the same age, not the same size. <laughs> I think when you were born, you were bigger than me. So. All right. So you got all that in a bag of chips. Hella cool. I still say hella. Yeah. Well, you're from California. That's, gotta be, hey, that's a California thing, right? Well, you, I mean, you never said hella growing up? I no. did not. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in South Texas, and that was not a part of the the <laughs> vocabulary until Gwen Stefani, Stefani came on the scene and started her little uh, hella cool type deal. Got bill. me feeling hella good. Yeah. Yeah. Crunk? Yeah, I didn't crunk? use that really. That was more. Didn't crunk? I mean, that's. It was more in my college days. That's was, was, That's was, a little that was John. more in the two thousands, yeah. 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 Early, early two thousands. Oh snap. Yeah, I yeah. didn't say oh snap. No, not really. No, that was a girl one, I think. Yeah. Last on the list, by Felicia. I mean that's it's classic. That's a cla- I mean, I feel like that's probably like Yeah. And nobody wants to be named Felicia because of it. No, oh, exactly. I mean this saying like probably like late nineties early 2000s like the movie friday came out and that's sure. when when you heard it and then now it's like over the last like five years you've probably seen like a huge resurgence like people using that mm-hmm. one. i was like yeah some of the you might have left off i mean tight was was a good one yeah. tight uh, dope as yeah. if clueless as if you know yeah. from clueless. a lot of these references were spurned from movies yeah because that's where everybody heard them you know did you say sperm spurned Oh, spurned. Spurned Spun? movies. Spawned. Spawn. Great comic. Okay, so fast forward 2019. This is probably the shit your kids are saying. That you're probably like, I don't know. What what are you saying? I, I don't get it. Yeah, let's do a little recognize, don't recognize. Yeah. I can tell what my, one of my kids saying. I need money. That's never, that's generational. It's never going to change. Yeah, I need, that's I need money. Hasn't you know? <laughs> I need money, Dad. Palms up. What? But... <laughs> Money, the name of money changes over the years. I think I'm dying over yeah. here. I don't think it changes when you're asking your parents, though. I think I'm dying. Like bread. Yeah. yeah. Bread. bread dough, dough. Cash. Cash. Green. Uh, sorry, guys. I am dying. I think my leg is about to fall off. Now, did you, like, cut yourself or something? Yeah, a few days ago. Oh. Shaving his legs. Shaving his legs. <laughs> Shaving my legs. Alvin, it should not still be bleeding a couple of days later. Well, it does when you pick the scab. Helton, you never pick the scab. I always do. 
Maybe that's why I'm so scarred up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's hear some of these uh, 2019 slang. Okay, getting into the 2019, and I'll read off the name and let you guys kind of guess what the meaning is. Snatched. Grab something. That's what I would have said. Like steal something. No, you failed. <laughs> I'm going to leave. Yeah, I'm exactly. You just got voted off this island. Snatched means looking good. That girl looks snatched. That just doesn't sound right. I know it doesn't. That sounds awful. Exactly. Who comes up with this shit? Obviously not us. Kids. Yeah, kids. That just sounds... But what kids? Not... not Our kids aren't doing it. It's got to be uh, some rich person that somebody else is following or something. They're like, ooh. It's oh, probably somebody saying, John, John's age. Or something. Yeah. It's high school. They get onto Twitter, Instagram, right. TikTok. And, and so now it's, shit. it's, it's a lot easier nowadays for a word like that to to make its rounds, yeah. you know, where before, like I may have heard a word different or a lot later than y'all did being where I was in Texas. And you may have already been saying something, you know what I mean? But especially like in California, it's going to take, somebody's got to drive down here and say that to me. Well, more, more than likely you know, this so. is probably being introduced in pop culture somewhere. So right. whether Nowadays, it's a rapper or whatever, somebody, somebody it threw it up on their Instagram and they're like, boom. And all the kids, I mean, you look at some of these rappers, I mean, they have, 300, nah, I'm exaggerating, you know, 30, 40 million people following them. So they come up with a word and throw it out there. Next thing you know, that's going out to all of those people. And they tell a friend, they tell a friend next, then it just, now it's in our ingrained in our pulp culture. And then you, you create a rap song and you have a little catchy tune go behind it. And the next thing you know, it's like, it's viral. It's done. You can't do anything about it. Next one is beat. Beat? Beat. B-E-A-T? B-E-A-T. Well, it either means catching an ass whooping or like a beat, like in a song. Isn't it a vegetable? <laughs> no. It's a B-E-E-T. No. Oh, okay. Uh, no, this is um, referring to applying makeup as in, <laughs> as in, I got to go beat my face. <laughs> Maybe because you're coloring you it up. Yeah. I'm not making this Maybe shit up. Because you're dude. coloring it up. Giving yourself <laughs> black eyes. Yeah, I got to go beat my face. <laughs> I'm so glad I have sons. <laughs> I guess I do have a daughter. But that should have be been long gone by the time she's old enough. It'll be something else. And it'll be something. A lot of these words, they just pick words and they just flip the meaning. And next thing you know, it's like, like dab. Like back in the day, dab for me was like you basically like make a fist and you dab somebody else in their fist and that was called a dab right nowadays that's not a dab dab is a dance move now thanks to fortnite i guess that's the dumbest thing ever a dab is still a dab or a fist bump yeah but not to go back to like i mean i'm sure we probably did stupid shit where our our parents were like god dang dude these guys are morons Uh, and nowadays it's like it's unfolding again or the circle comes back around or whatever analogy circle, or pun, pun you want to come up with we're at now we've turned into our parents but maybe i don't even think it's that bad to be honest with you but okay so <laughs> gucci is a brand gucci, that's what i have to say gucci is a brand but gucci also means good like you want to say like you see a like a, a tight ass car you're like oh that car is gucci so can you do that with any brand that you think is good? Like, could I say, I don't know, that's Carhartt. Yeah. No. All right. No? It does not work that way. 
can be Levi's. Actually, right. you know, if it was Carhartt, if right. th- that's Carhartt, like, I guess you would, like, if you saw something tough, like rugged, weathered, like all weathered material, whatever, like, oh, that's tough, whatever, you might be able to go, oh, dude, that's Carhartt. See, I feel like you're trying yeah, to start something just now. Just making shit up. See, you are falling. Now. You are falling yeah. into line right now. Exactly. Boom! Viral <laughs> done. Shirts are coming out later. Yeah, okay. Carhartt shirts. There won't be an issue there. Some of these are kind of not, like not um, basic, whatever. Okay, so slay. Yeah, I kind of think I know what that slay, means. Slay, like knock them dead. Like, yeah, yeah, killing it. Slaying it. Yeah, you're good. That one's okay. Shade, like throwing shade. Yeah, I've heard that one. I don't like yeah. it, but I understand it. Salty. Yeah, I've heard that uh, one. What I keep hearing is catching hands. Does that mean like fighting? Yeah. Or throwing hands. I like well, that. Throwing hands has been throwing hands for a while. But if you're catching hands, I mean you're getting beat. Yeah, you're you're catching a hand. So what's like, the other word for the, or what do they use for beat? Beating face. Beat. <laughs> so a lot of times <laughs> they are putting, they are beating themselves up because they've done caught some hands. Or because they're hey, trying to cover it up. You know what or, I mean? <laughs> hey, let me go ahead and beat my face or you're about to catch your hand. Boy, I already caught some hands. Now I need and to, now beat, need my to beat my face again <laughs> to okay, cover so, up this beating. All right. Another one I thought was uh, kind of relevant to our generation, our era. A stan. A stand? S T A N. Stan. Stan, like Eminem song? Eminem song. That's what I was going to say. Yes. Somebody that's like obsessive or somebody that's kind of crazy or oh, so like, basically telling people like don't be don't be like stan don't or, be like stan or we need to we need to get stan or we need to get stan over this right here this idea or this this music video because it's dope you see, know that's not what it meant to me growing up when, when i grew up I'd, I'd go to work with my dad construction work and whatnot and anytime i was standing around too long not helping he'd call me stan <laughs> That's what Stan. I still call my kids that. Hey, Stan, you want to come help me? They probably think I'm saying whatever it is you're talking about. Uh, probably, but it means totally that's, opposite. That's the, yeah. the thing. Yeah. Like a lot of times, especially if you're talking about something like that that gets brought back up that you remember, you're gonna say it one way. It's gonna get lost in translation because these kids are gonna. They may take it as like a slight at them. Like, right. oh, why are you talking well, shit? Bro? I would definitely. Why mean do it you want to throw hands or what? <laughs> Keep it 100. Yeah, that's yeah. an emoji thing. Yeah, basic. Basic bitch. Basic is yeah. mainstream. Yeah, it's um, what? Pumpkin spice lattes Pumpkin, or something? Yeah. yeah. Anything you can think of, just like mainstream pumpkin spice. Yeah. You know, speaking of this, I, I do stuff. like watching, or not watching, but so much seeing people from like, you know, the UK or whatever, they'll they'll post up like this on Twitter like what is what do these words mean you know in, in our country whatever and it, it's kind of the same thing because they're like what's going on over there what are these guys talking about basic bitch what is a basic bitch I think that's a dumb one too honestly yeah there's been a couple of these that are okay I mean there's probably a hundred more just behind it oh I think, for sure and I think my favorite thing is and then maybe you guys can get on board and, and whoever is out there listening to it as well I love I already know what you're going to say basic bitches well, I was going to say, I love, not trolling, but I love using the words in front of my kid. Yes. You so, ruin it for him. I ruin it for him. Just as fast as it gets popular, you do it and you say it to him and it's done. That yes. word is no longer used. You're like, what are you doing, The first Dad? time I heard about the, the catching the woe or yeah. whatever it is, yes. I walked into my 16-year-old's room and said, hey, John, I'm catching a woe. And I did a little arm thingy that I'm really good at. And he just looked at me, disgusted. That just is no longer. To throw that up. is no longer like, cool. Dad, get out of my room. <laughs> just ruined. I was it. like, 
and it's over. Yeah. Let me learn, or tell me when you learn how to do that with the word money. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's never going to go out of style. Or dough, or... No. It, that's about all I had on that uh, portion of that. Okay, guys, last week we uh, dropped a poll on our Twitter page. The most important barbecue side dish when judging a barbecue restaurant. Uh, we threw out four different items, and probably kind of what I expected it to happen, they're all pretty much evenly match uh, we, we we offered mac and cheese coleslaw potato salad beans uh, the winner being potato salad i mean and that's I that mean, surprised me i'll just say it i honestly expected mac and cheese number one by far potato salad you know a little behind it and then beans and then like three people to say coleslaw yeah i i kind of expected potato salad look i, I mean I, I don't like mac and cheese, and I'll put it out there right now to all you guys. I don't like cheese. I have a, kind of like a intolerant issue with cheese. That's a very nice way to put it. Right. So I, I it does I not do, agree with him very well. Does not agree with me. Yeah, I don't like cheese, and cheese does not like me. So do you think that changes by? I guess you could say maybe region. You know, or is it is that just a foregone conclusion? No matter where you're at, this is potato no, salad probably I mean, going to rule on that. We we had, had probably we had 175 votes in this in this poll. I mean, and I I don't know region wise, but I mean it's I would say Texas you would have to have potato salad, beans, and mac and cheese. That that's a given. Yeah. Coleslaw. Uh, I feel like that's a Carolina thing. I think it's more like a place that would be really heavy in pork. Yeah, pulled pork. Yeah, you do pulled pork. You got to have the coleslaw. Kentucky. I'm not knocking coleslaw. I mean, I like coleslaw. I like it with a pulled pork sandwich or some kind of sandwich. I don't like it by itself. Yeah. You knew who had some really badass coleslaw? Um, Long John Silver's. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh, dude. As, as, as fry as Long John Silver's is, that place is pretty phenomenal, man. Uh, it used to be. I don't, I don't know how this now. one is still open over here. Because there's disgusting. never going to be there. Yeah. No, and I'm kidding with the Long John Silver's coleslaw. <laughs> but you know, we have one right in front of our neighborhood. And I don't know how it's still open. I mean, I think they get a lot of reoccurring business like in the afternoon. I give them some dough every now and again. Yeah. I'll give them look. I'm not going to lie. My um, nephew came over like probably six months ago. We're hanging out Sunday no football. I mean, it was just whatever. And I was nursing a hangover from the night before. And he's like, you want, you want to order some food? And I'm like, yeah, I guess, man, something. He's like, what about uh, Long John Silver's? I'm like, that's fine. Cool. I was in a mindset like I needed something, which is weird. I need something greasy. Disgusting. Disgusting. It's going to raise your body temperature <laughs> by like 15 degrees. As yeah. soon as you started. Eating. I was like. Something, I mean, what I really needed was a taco. I mean, probably like a nice fajita taco with all the fixings and stuff like that. But that, that was an option. So he, he, he ordered the Long John Silver's, great, and some party pack where he got like nine pieces of fish and all that stuff like that. And so it gets here, and I'm drinking a beer. I think I have it like about three or four beers down. Got I started eating some of the fish, and I, I'm not even lying, guys. With the first bite... You can literally taste the oil just going down your throat. And I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Disgusting. It was horrible. 
I love that shit, man. <laughs> I went in that restaurant there one time with my mother-in-law. We stopped in there. We were out yard selling or something. Stopped in there to get some drinks. She goes up to the counter. I go into the restroom to use the restroom. I hear some shit crawling around in the ceiling. I'm like, I'm done. I literally walked out and said, never mind. Don't order me anything. I'm, I'll be in the car. Went out and she came out. What happened? I told her I've never been back in the restaurant. But I, I, do, I do love... Can't knock. I do love the crunchies. Yeah, the little little bits, the little crunchy they call bits them. Yeah. that you can get. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. their hush puppies are hush puppies pretty are good. solid. I used to love that place when I was younger. Yeah, uh, maybe it's just this one because I haven't seen another one like around here. This might be the last Long John anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> Lone Long John. I think it's still pretty funny. It's it's hard to to tell the difference in the taste between the chicken and the fish sometimes, you know, because right. like you're saying, the oil tastes they, they it's in the same thing. They're frying in the same thing, so yeah. everything just tastes identical basically. And it, the only way you can differentiate is how it's shaped. Mm-hmm. But even still, sometimes it's uh, you're guessing. Eh, this might have been chicken yesterday, but <laughs> that's disgusting. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so uh, second on the list is beans. Which, I mean, beans, I mean, you got to have beans. I mean, well, especially here in Texas. So beans was number two. Beans was the, number two, yeah. It's just wrong. No, I mean, you got to have beans. I get it. You got to have beans, but it's not more important than macaroni and cheese. Okay, and we'll, yeah. Let, let's discuss <sighs> do they, this. Do they have macaroni and cheese, you know, at the cook-offs competition? No, of course they don't. What what's what's uh they they don't even have potato salad at the ones we go to. Right, it's, they just it's do beans. beans. People love their beans. I guess they do. What about us getting to a debate or discussion about beans? And maybe that might be a, a thing for a future episode because beans is prepared quite differently throughout the region of the United States. Oh yeah, there's lots of different kinds. A lot of stuff. I mean, you get into the baked beans, the refried beans, the refried, the barbecue pit beans. The we got text. a lot of responses for folks saying you have to have baked beans. Yeah, and I and I know down here in Texas, that's it, it not just as, doesn't fly. It's more of a pinto bean or or something like that. You need a, like a barracha style bean, yeah. a pinto bean. I love them all, honestly, but not more than mac and cheese. Yeah. Roll that beautiful bean footage. The bushes baked beans, man. You know, growing up, obviously Hispanic, yeah, beans were very prevalent in my life. Well, Alden, I mean, you have, I mean, your mom and your sister make pretty killer mac and cheese. My mom, yes. My sister is getting there. She's pretty solid, yeah. Okay, nice. But she does them mainly for Thanksgiving. She she usually doesn't just do them out of the blue. It's usually for Thanksgiving. She uses the big elbows, man, the bell peppers, uh, I think. Uh, I think Dylan's uh, got on to that uh, macaroni kick, or maybe Sean. Somebody has. Yeah, we've rolled them out at a couple of cook-offs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, they're yeah, good. Yeah, so if you ever get out to that one, of the chase more, is good. one of the Chase and More yeah. Smoke cook-offs, I think you, it's you'll, Eric doing them. you'll get, maybe you'll get Eric, that, yeah. uh, that macaroni cheese. And it, like, I mean, bell peppers. Yeah. Um, they're phenomenal, man. Yeah. I mean, it, it's great. It, y'all put jalapenos in there as well? No, there's no jalapenos no, in those. just mac- bell peppers. That, yeah, just okay. bell peppers. Yeah. Very good. Very, very good. Nice. We, we were given a couple of products to try out and demo. And so we, we thought we'd do a little review and let you guys know what we thought about it. It was two different thermometer slash probes from a company called Inkbird. And the one I demoed was the Inkbird Digital Instant Read Thermometer. 
And it's a pretty cool item. And I got a couple of pros and cons for it. John has another probe. What was it called, John? This is their smart wireless barbecue thermometer, IBT4XP. So basically, it's his is more the instant read. This is the one you leave in. That's a to computer. Give you the ambient temperature to give you three other probes you three can have probes going you can and plug into meat and yeah, all that stuff. Have okay. a bunch of them going at once, basically. Okay, so constant read probe, I guess you call it. Right off the bat, the pros that I have is cost. I mean, that, that's number one. Absolutely, for both of them. They're both... This this particular instant read thermometer retails for $12, and that's pretty solid. It does have a magnetic back to it, so you can sit there and place it onto your barbecue pit, and it'll sit there and stick and hold. Yeah, that part is cool. That's pretty cool. And it, another feature that I thought was was pretty tight was it has a lock your temperature in. He said tight. I'm going to continue to say tight. <laughs> So it has a button that you can lock your temperature in. So you can stick the probe into the meat. Like, and for some reason, like you open the pit door, smoke's rolling out, it's getting in your eyes or whatever. You can sit there and turn your head away, stick the probe into the meat, give it about five seconds, hit the lock button. You can pull it out and then see, okay, yeah, I'm at like 203. I need to pull this brisket, so to speak. So I thought that was pretty cool. Okay, so that was the pros that I had. Cons is really the, the biggest con that it has is the seven to eight second read time that it has More before speed. it gets to the the actual temperature. So it's speed. Using it in backyard or in your kitchen, I highly recommend it. I mean, it's perfectly great. I mean, for twelve bucks, you can't beat it. Yeah, twelve bucks, anybody should have one of those in their bucket. Exactly. If you get into the competition cooking, eh, then that might be another story where you like you need to step up and. And we haven't looked and seen if Inkbird offers any type of other instant read thermometers that are a little bit quicker. Right. But you might have to invest into a thermometer that might be a little bit more expensive to give you that quick instant read temperature. We do these competitions, so you might have three briskets on the pit. You might have, I don't know, six, eight half chickens that you have to go through and check the temperature on all of them. So you're open up the pit you're losing heat that five to eight seven seconds or whatever it is that's valuable time that your pit is just losing all that heat so if you have to sit there and just probe every piece of meat and it's taking that amount of time i mean that that can build up to a minute or so and the next thing you know you gotta close your pit up and build the temperature back up and all this stuff like that so but for me i think the pros kind of outweigh the con i mean i think I will continue to use this guy in my backyard and we'll certainly bring it along and use it on the competition trail just as kind of like a backup type deal. It's 12 bucks. I mean, so if it gets messed up, go to the stove. Right. It's magnetic. So you're less likely to lose it. Exactly. They set that thing down at. Yeah. Well, I looked for it for the longest time. I was like, I can't find this thing. It's like, John's like, uh, we got to do this review on this ink bird. And I'm like, I don't know where it's at. I can't find it anymore. It's lost. <laughs> it goes where all the other stuff goes, where, you know, you sure. only. You know, we were just at a cook-off this last weekend. John couldn't find his probes. Yeah, we, we, we found them. Yeah. We found them right where I told him they were. But at. I did find the ink bird probe. <laughs> you know where it was? It was attached to the shelf on my Traeger. Magnetic. Magnetically. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Awesome. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, so this other one, the uh, the, the constant probe or whatever you want to call it that, that has multiple plugins a lot of the same pros I, I don't know what the price point i think it was around 60 bucks or something like that which compared to some of the other ones are a couple hundred bucks at this kind of quality it's waterproof 
four probes, chargeable, has the alarms, all that kind of stuff. Same kind of stuff you get with a lot of the higher end ones. And above all, it seemed really, really accurate. I did think that the waterproof part was cool though, because the one that I had before was not waterproof. So, so is there any pros and cons as far as like fluctuation? No, it seemed really accurate to me. Okay. Yeah. The one thing I didn't really look and see if this instant read was waterproof. I got some water in here. We can certainly uh, <laughs> toss it in there, throw it in the cooler, and see if it still works. <laughs> water and ice proof. Yes. Awesome. So I mean that, that that's fantastic. So probably something that you could pick up Amazon. Yeah, yeah, I think they're on Amazon, Inkbird. If you can't find them, hit us up. You can email us at grabmanthebrisket at gmail.com. We can give you more information on them or anywhere else. You can find us on Instagram, all those other places. Okay, so I was, I was talking with the guys and I was talking with John. If I can offer one suggestion or one pro tip or one item that can make somebody a better cook, getting themselves a instant digital read thermometer, hands down, number one in my book. Yep gotta have it for the longest time i went through and just kind of like a backstory before i even got one of those like thermometers i was always worried about serving food to people that might be undercooked a little bit you don't want to kill them no i don't want to hurt them (laughs) shit i want to produce juicy tasty meat but then again i don't want to give anybody food poisoning yeah there was 200 people at our catering gig uh last weekend and then 200 people showed up at my house (laughs) <laughs> right why because <laughs> they all sick <laughs> you're not getting repeat business over that for sure 100 percent. so i was like okay got to get a digital read thermometer so i picked one up it, it honestly it's made my barbecue game so much better yeah so it's i don't have must. to i don't have to worry about it and i mean I, there's a guideline there's a list and a lot of this is kind of subjective like i mean there's the list that that you can probably get from, and I'll read you out, from the CDC or I think the, whatever the agriculture mm-hmm. list is where they recommend their meats to be cooked to a certain temperature and all that stuff like that. Um, but I printed off a couple stuff. I'll read off of some of the stuff, some little facts that I thought was pretty interesting. Okay, so CDC estimates that each year 48 million people will get sick from foodborne illnesses. 128,000 will be hospitalized. Jeez Louise. 3,000 of them will die. This isn't all just from undercooked food. This is like all, any kind of foodborne. Foodborne illnesses. So yeah, this could be undercooked food. This could be your, whatever you're prepping the food on. It's not clean. I mean, and there's a list where they go, it was like their four little things where they say clean, separate, cook, and chill. So all this stuff is on the CDC website, and I got this a lot of the information from the New York Times and the CDC website. We all heard salmonella, right? I mean, that's usually the number one that's like thrown out there, salmonella. So a lot of these bacteria are kind of like similar. A lot of it, you can kill it by cooking right. to a certain temperature. Like this stuff exists everywhere. Like, if you're not familiar with it, I mean, it, it exists everywhere. So, E. coli, salmonella, just horrible, horrible pieces of crap. I mean, if you want, like, the Hershey squirts. <laughs> that should be a song. Yeah, right? Then th- th- that would be your best friend. So, but, And I, I came across an article from the New York Times talking about botulism. Have you heard about botulism? Mm-hmm. <laughs> not good stuff. Yeah, it's bad. It's horrible you don't stuff. Want that. It's very rare in our day and age, but where it is kind of prevalent is when people do canning, 
when they can foods and preserve foods and all stuff like that, there is a risk of creating this botulism that could kill you. I mean, straight up. Like this article came out and said botulism is an often fatal disease of the nervous system. So what that means is the bacteria itself is not bad. It's whenever the bacteria breeds, it creates this like neurotoxin that affects your your brain and also like I mean it'll shut it down. So they did studies and they tested this stuff. Said one millionth of a gram is enough to kill you. That's got to be in what in your bloodstream or because botulism is basically what they use in Botox. It is maybe a different. Different form, different form of it. Form of it maybe. maybe, yeah. I know yeah. that's what it is. We might have to get your wife on to, to yeah, explain. Yeah, I know she can talk all about that. The difference of that. But yeah, um, I, yeah I know there's there's different. Poison. Yeah, it's a straight up poison. So maybe the form you're talking yeah, about. That's what it does. Ingestion, it, it, maybe. It basically paralyzes your muscles. They're pumping mm-hmm. it into their forehead. Yeah. It's probably what it does to your body when you eat it. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it breaks down your nervous system and you're like done. They said uh, the New York Times article, and, and we'll post a link on our um our social media so everybody can take a look at it and see and i'm always interested and fascinated fascinated about all this type of shit but one pint like this pint right here pint glass right here filled with that botulism is enough to kill everybody on this planet Oof, that sounds awful yeah let that soak in for a minute or don't because they're don't don't. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they actually they did studies on this I don't know if it was World War One or Two or whatever it was, but they did studies on testing this as trying to make this a biological uh, weapon. Warfare type, type yeah. deal. Yeah, in Canada, they, they took a bunch of the shit and they went up there and sprayed this weaponized botulism all over the place at a certain area. Within six hours, it killed everything. Really? Yeah. Animals, anything that came into contact, it was done. Dead. Aren't hmm. you bottling uh, pickles right now? Uh, I am. Yes. <laughs> Mind you, those pickles are phenomenal. I wonder yeah. how that works with the canning. Thing. Like, how is that making it do that? When you do a lot of canning, you have to make sure you clean the jars, and then they have to be boiled to make sure that there's no bacteria or anything left behind. This bacteria itself, the botulism, it's everywhere. It's in the, the ground. It's on the vegetables that you eat. It, yeah, it's everywhere. It's on that beer you're drinking. Correct. But it needs a certain environment to reproduce. Mm. And one of the environments that it needs is canning. So if you don't kill it, you mm-hmm. screw the lid on it, you tie it up, you throw it in your pantry, and you let it sit for six months. Well, reproduces. it's a perfect pH val- balance to where it sits there and reproduce. And it, again, there's a lot more information on this this New York Times article and on the CDC website. You guys can go check it out if you're a little more interested. I'm sure... Probably a lot of you guys are like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? We want to hear more <laughs> barbecue fails and jokes and what's going on. Botulism. Yeah. But we thought it was like an easy kind of transition into doing the Eek Bird thermometer. So right. we can guys, give you guys kind of a heads up on yeah, it's a safety thing cooking well some of the stuff. So yeah, taste. wherever you guys go. Yeah. Okay. So the, the four steps that they give us is clean, separate, cook, and chill. So... Clean your areas, clean your utensils, clean your table. Last thing you want is like cross-contamination where you inject in chicken and trying to prepare a salad. I mean, that just, that's that's nightmare fuel for somebody. That's dumb. That is dumb. Again, that goes into separate, cook, chill. Hey, when you're done with your food, put it in the refrigerator. 
well, actually, before you put it in the fridge, you want to make sure it cools down or warms up to a certain temperature before you throw it in there. You don't want to throw like piping hot food in the refrigerator because it's going to take a lot longer to cool down. And then you're just going to give yourself that window of, of breeding area for that bacteria to start growing. So make sure that food kind of goes down to a little bit closer to room temperature. And then you can throw a lid on it, throw in the fridge. When you're outside, the hotter it is, that lessens the window that you can have food out. Just because right. it elevates the temperature of your food that's close to that room temperature area. So you got from 40 degrees to 140 degrees which is that window that bacteria could start growing. Yeah. Well, let me ask a question. So I know some guys that would go buy like a, uh, a taco from the gas station in the morning, and then during the heat of the summer, they'll put it on their dash and let it cook until lunchtime. That don't seem right. That sounds... They're still alive? That sounds horrible. But again, we're here in Houston, or we're here in Texas. Probably temperatures on the inside of a car can probably reach to... I don't know. I would say temperatures they exceed 140 plus mm-hmm. degrees. I mean, I could be wrong, but they. Yeah, I have no idea. But it sounds right. Yeah, I mean, they say. I mean, it really only takes about 10, 15 minutes if you like lock a dog in a vehicle for you to become like pretty much incapacitated. Sure. I mean, it gets hot in there, dude. Especially the windows all the way up. You know what I mean? But I always thought that was pretty funny. Like, not funny, but just like, oh, so you just buy this gas station. You know, like a chimichanga or something. And they come cold, obviously. Mm-hmm. Just boom, put them on the dashboard by noon. Like, good to go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not really condoning heating up your burritos and tacos in your car. I, I've seen crazy videos where people, like, take their burrito or taco or whatever, and they'll open up their hood and yeah, stick yeah. it up on the close to the engine block, close it, and just, like, take off and roll down the road. An hour later, open it up and pull it up, and it's like steaming hot, ready to go. I'm not condoning that either, so. I ain't knocking it, though. Wait, right, right. I guess when you're hungry, you're hungry, right? right? Can't be sure. cold. Okay, so a couple of the temperature guidelines that you guys can go by. 145 degrees Fahrenheit for whole cuts of beef, pork, veal, and lamb. So when I say whole cuts, of, I'm talking about like the roast, the shoulders, the chops steaks, all that type of stuff. 160 degrees Fahrenheit for ground meats, such as beef and pork. So ground beef, and I'm really sure why that's that's different for ground beef as opposed to the whole cuts. I mean, maybe one of you guys out there listening probably knows a little bit better than that. Maybe it's something to do with the grinding and the whole grinding process. I, I don't know. Yeah, I've heard the same thing. Poultry, 165 that includes turkey as well. So chicken and turkey. 165 degrees for leftovers and casseroles. Hmm. Yeah. I was like, mm, that's pretty interesting. Lasagna. 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 I might wait to get to that in about three seconds. 145 degrees Fahrenheit for fish. Or until the flesh is opaque. Which is kind of confusing because what if the, fish, what if the skin goes opaque before 145? Then it's good. Then it's good. Yeah. Okay. Or if you want to be safe, wait till it gets to one forty-five. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. If you don't have your probe, which you should, for twelve bucks, you should have one. Yeah, twelve bucks. It's not going to cost you that much. Just yeah. go ahead and get it. And like I mentioned earlier, it's like I, I was always afraid of undercooking meat when I was cooking for my family and friends. And the last thing I wanted was to make a bunch of people sick. So I tended to overcook chicken and steak and all that type of stuff to the point where I had to drown it in barbecue sauce. Just 
for it to taste great, you know, or to, to be edible, palatable, you know what I mean? But by using a instant read thermometer, I'm able to go, okay, I'm shooting for this temperature. Once it hits this temperature, I'm good to go. I don't have to worry about people getting sick. Also read another article, not to go sideways on you, but this bacteria is not always growing in the meat. Do you know what I mean? So it's probably like a 1% variation when you go buy a piece of steak or chicken or whatever that there's E. coli or salmonella just sitting in the meat just waiting for you to go. And if you don't cook the meat until it reaches over, I think, a temperature of 155 degrees, then you really run the risk of just getting fucking sick. This article that I read was like, it's not always the case. I mean, you, you hear restaurants all the time. They'll cook chicken to 145. Really? Yep. Oh, that doesn't yeah. sound right. Whatever it is. I mean, it's it's hard to, like these restaurants, it's hard to produce chicken that's tender and juicy, cook it at 165. Unless they're brining and throwing all different types of phosphates and all, all types of stuff. But I've, I've read that maybe 145 is a little exaggerating, but I've read that they go under the guidelines of what is put out there. Huh. That's scary. But you don't get sick. I mean, obviously, if you start getting sick, then nobody's going to... Nobody's going to visit. They wouldn't restaurant. do it if people were getting sick. Right. I guess. And it, it probably allows them to get meat out faster. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, okay, boom. This is already done. Get, get it on the line. Yeah. We'll go back uh, pork too. I mean, the, for the longest time, they're like, pork, one, 165. You got to cook it to 165. Why did they change that? And now they just change it to, now it's like 155. Or that's a big difference, dude. 10 degrees is a big difference. Yeah. Huge like, difference. Yeah. Pork uh, chop, I think, is even less than that. Yeah. You're like, oh, what are we doing 145, here? 145, 150. One day eggs is bad for you. Next day eggs is good for you. <laughs> what are we doing here, guys? There's a difference in probably the way meat and... It's all prepared. ...was prepared yeah. and meat was raised. And growing up in a small, small town in Texas, I mean, you grab a chicken and cut its head off and pluck the feathers off of it. You could probably sit there and cook that thing to 145 or one whatever and still have the... The juice is a little, if it's all organic and everything's great, but I mean. Or maybe just because it's immediately fresh. Yeah, I mean, mean? you get some of these chicken farms where they're trying to spit out 10, 15,000 chickens a day. I mean, and they're living in this like crazy environment. I mean, stress chickens. I don't trust it. I mean, stress chickens. (laughs) Then you got like the freaking the dude from Kroger's or whatever cutting it. I mean, did he wash his hands? I mean, I know they got guidelines and shit, but that dude's in high school, bro. Right? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) is he a certified butcher? I fuck. I don't know. That's about all I had on the uh, the subject of ink birds is great. Wash and cook your meat to a certain temperature, and you'll be fine. Right. Be safe. Be safe for sure. We're still alive. It is what it is, man. Dylan, that, that that was for you, just so you know. So we'll transition over to the Barbecue Fails, Barbecue Wins segment, and we'll we'll close this out. I got one story. So this one's kind of like Barbecue Fail slash Win, all in one. A Fwin, if you will. Uh, what'd you say? A Fwin? A Fwin? I think we call those ties. Anywho. Anywho, <laughs> yes. We'll go with the, the Fwin or Schwin. 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 Oh, now we, now we get the bozo. <laughs> All right, so I, I won't give you the name of this story. I'll just read it, and then we'll give you the name towards the end, or I'm just going to give you give away the whole punchline or whatever. Okay, so w- when we first started doing our competition cookings, there was th- there wasn't a lot of people with big, huge like walk-on trailers and all these pits that had running water and all that type of stuff. It was basically a truck and a pit. That's basically all you had, and, and so you brought along your meat, 
your spices, maybe a couple of uh, rolls of like, you know, Reynolds wrap tinfoil and a knife. I mean, that's basically all you had going out there. You're like, okay, in a cooler. You got a cooler with your meat and a cooler with your beer. 20 years old, 21, uh, you're, you're going to drink some beer and cook some barbecue, what have you. If you had anything else, it was probably a luxury. At that age, we didn't have that. Some of the older people that were cooking, they, they, they had... Probably playing music from your car at this point. Oh, no, leave the engine running, just... Get, yeah, that's where you get the, Definitely. the music from. You know what I mean? Open up the car doors. Uh, we didn't <laughs> have right. like portable speakers or anything. I mean, our truck was a portable speaker. <laughs> yeah, it was a portable speaker. It was a place for us to sleep, place for us to carry our cooler. I mean, okay, so th- this particular cook-off started like any other cook-off. Like we show up Friday evening. Usually we never took off work. It was, you work your eight hours, you work your shift. As soon as you got home, loaded up the pit, rolled out to the cook-off. There was no setup. At that time, it was just like you had your setup pulled along on the pit. We'd show up, set up, trim, rub the meat. Once that's done, shit, it's party time. Open up the cooler, and, and sometimes we would bust out some chicken wings, and, and I'll probably get together a recipe for you guys so you guys can try it at home. But doing smoked wings, if you can go by Kroger's, they have Hooters wing sauce. And get the hot. It is the bomb, dude. You smoke the wings for probably... I would say two hours. Toss them in that wing sauce. Dude, everybody just destroyed it, ranted, and raved over that shit. So I'll, I'll put together that recipe, and everybody at home can try that as well. So we would hang out Friday night, party, drink. That would probably go into about 3 o'clock in the morning. I mean, obviously, we weren't making great decisions. Why do you say that? Uh, because we're, we're cooking until 3 o'clock. I mean, we're, we're drinking until 3 well, o'clock in the good, morning. Now you got to start the fire at what time? 6 o'clock. Three hours sleep, Liddy. Yeah, no, I mean that's what we averaged about three hours sleep. <laughs> you're starting the pit late if you're starting it at six, All right? That's what I, I thought you were well, talking about four o'clock in the morning. You're starting the pit. Brisket turn in, mind you. Brisket turn in at these particular cookoffs was at five o'clock in the afternoon. That was a little different back then. It was a little different, a little bit later. What time were the okay. awards? Like about fucking, six. Uh, about the name. I mean, they they really didn't mess around. They got in there and they judged. It got out. Okay, time for awards. But yeah, the brisket would turn in usually with around 5 p.m. So we partied. We had fun. We had our buddy Zine. We call Big Zine or Red. He decided he had enough. He's like, I'm going to go home. And it was probably like maybe a 20-minute drive to his house or whatever. And we argued. We're like, oh, okay, you need to stay here. You, you've been drinking, all that stuff like that. Like, don't drink and drive. This is well before, you know, the Ubers and, and Lyfts and all that stuff like that. So we're like... We tried to get him to stay, but he wasn't having it. So he's like, I'm going home. I'm like, all right, well, all right, fine. They, that's you. So he goes home. We probably jump in the truck, lean the... Probably, or y'all jumped in the truck? No, we did. Okay. Yeah. We <laughs> lean back the seat, shut the door, had the AC crank, throw some music on. We probably slept for maybe three hours. Next thing you know, six o'clock rolled around, and we're me and Jan. Jan's not here today. He's... He's out partying it up, or not, not partying it up, but he's out spending time with his family in Galveston. We are and, missing our comrade today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, we'll, very, he's very missed. Yeah, we'll have him back next week, uh, and I'm sure he'll have a bunch of stories to, to unleash on you guys. So me and him wake up at 6. All the other guys there, they're up, starting to get the pit going, light the fire, get the smoke rolling. The, the brisket is already trimmed and seasoned and ready to go. We get the, the pit up to temperature, and we're like, okay, where's Zane? I mean, his pit is just sitting 
about 10 feet from us just idle just nothing going on not being manned not being manned not being lit or anything (laughs) and mind you back in the day we're all friends we all help each other you can have my shirt off my back all that stuff like that but when competition day comes you need to be (laughs) you need to be here to light your pit i'm not gonna light your pit for you with you being on a different team and all Seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, ten o'clock rolls around. It's like still no. He's just gone. Yeah, we, we've been trying to call him. Like, oh man, we can't get hold of this dude. This dude We're starting to get a little worried. Man. Like, man, did did he go to jail? I mean, shit, did he get pulled over and arrested or whatever? He was going home to shower, change, and come back. That didn't happen. So he did come rolling up around probably eleven in the afternoon, uh, eleven eleven thirty to pick in his shit morning? up, basically, and go in the morning. <laughs> no, to cook. Yeah. <laughs> He gonna try to put a brisket that fast? No. Well, he tried. I mean, he did. He got out and he he pretty much kind of dog cussed us a little bit. Like, y'all guys ain't start my pit or nothing. I mean, what, what's going on? <laughs> like, dude, That's that, we, we thought you were gonna be right back. He's like, man, I I, I laid down for a second and then next thing you know, six <laughs> hours later, been there. Yeah. That's, I mean, I I completely understand it. So he goes over. At to least his he pit. wasn't in jail. And that's a positive. I mean, that's great. So he loads up his pit with like, I don't know, eight pieces of wood, all nine the wood. pieces, all the wood <laughs> that that firebox would handle. He loaded his his firebox up with. <laughs> and he put so many pieces of those like uh, fire starter bricks in there <laughs> to ignite that wood. And that went for like maybe an hour or so. And then he finally got his brisket on. And I'm not even kidding you, this, this temperature gauge on this pit wrapped around it looked like a cartoon deal it was like yeah it went boop, and it wrapped around again i'm about to blow up i'm pretty sure he was shooting like over 500 degrees like easy so he throws his brisket on smooth sailing i mean mind you this particular time is probably about noon close to 12 30 and he's like you got like freaking five hours or four and a half hours to cook this brisket so he throws it on Burns, not burns it, but I mean, he got just some nice sear marks. got some nice, nice color, nice color quick on it. Wrapped it up in probably like maybe three hours or maybe two and a half hours. Gets done with it. I mean, mind you, the clock's ticking. It's like it's it's four thirty. Got to start pulling brisket off. Let it cool so you can cut it. So he pulls it off and he's like, "Boom! It is what it is." He just throws it onto <laughs> his tailgate of his truck. And like, all right, cool. And then we're cutting, we're slicing, we turn in, and he's over there. Is he struggling? Like, is he struggling or is he is he good? He's good. I mean, he's his good. mind, he's good. He's like, all right, whatever. So he starts cutting to the brisket, and, and to our surprise, I mean, the brisket is actually tender. Like, <laughs> I mean, he cooked his brisket in like freaking four and a half, five hours, so it's tender. You're like, oh, okay. So, but he's cutting it on his tailgate of his truck, and I mean this truck was not wiped down or cleaned i mean it's literally like i mean he he has a ranch and he was farming and all types of dirt and shit all over this thing so he's cutting it all over this tailgate the the brisket as you the juice is just running everywhere no cutting board (laughs) no cutting board okay and so it's pooling up in this one center of the tailgate and so he he gets the assistant of uh, whoever it was to help him box up so he cut a slice and then he'd take the slice and he'd sit there and roll it in the juice that's sitting on the tailgate. On the tailgate. <laughs> nice. And then he put it in a box. And then he repeated that process over and over again. And me and Jan are just like looking like, I mean, a couple of our other um, buddies, uh, Ricky, 
uh, Chad, and we're just like, man, what's going on here? Yeah. He's obviously done this before. Yeah, maybe he has. I I don't know. (laughs) And so he boxes up, turns it in. I mean, this dude... I'm gonna kick y'all's ass. I mean, he was he was pretty stoked and excited about how how it came out. I'm like, okay, cool. So we get up there, and, and I, I can't remember if we had Jan here. Jan would know what place we finished in, but I shit you not, he came in first place brisket. That is not right. <sighs> Let that sink in. I was like, man, and he was excited. I mean, he was ecstatic. I mean, I think he. I think he might have got a tattoo over that. Like, <laughs> for the longest time, we had if you got first place brisket out at some of these cook-offs, that was automatically that <laughs> night you're going to get a tattoo. Well, so he got first bad. place, and he kept telling everybody, he's like, he was excited. He's like, "Oh, Zine, what'd you do? What'd you do, Zine? It's that tailgate gravy. That's all it was, <laughs> man. Just put that tailgate gravy on there. I mean, and now it's just a running did, joke for that. Did us. he recipe that shit? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was sitting there talking with John, and he's like, <laughs> "Would you buy it?" What no. he what he did was pretty pretty much similar to what we do right nowadays, except for it's not on a tailgate. But you roll your brisket around in the the ajou, the beef juice, right. that helps create kind of a uh, moisture barrier that keeps the meat from. Dry. oxidizing right. and drying out and all stuff like that so there it was, was still almost, a method to his madness yeah i mean he knew what he was doing but apparently he Obviously. knew what he was doing yeah. yeah yeah first place i mean shit he banged it out of the park so that that's the story of the barbecue fail slash win tailgate gravy yeah I, I would have to say that's not a tie i would say that's probably a straight up win that is a win that yeah, is a win for sure Curveball. But a good, but a good, a good fail in it though. But that was a solid win, well, dude. Yeah, that's not even right. He got more sleep than y'all, and he won. Exactly. <laughs> well, I think he just started a whole movement of that's cheating. <laughs> he just started a whole movement of cooking hot and fast. Right. Yeah. That's the yeah. Thing. He's like, hey, I'm gonna cook this brisket in five hours, and I'm gonna get all the sleep in the world, and everything's great. Yeah. Exactly. Really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening and. Check out our Instagram page. Check out our Twitter page. Shoot us your messages. Um, I mean, we want to hear all your barbecue fails. We want to hear all your barbecue wins. Reach us out at Instagram. That's Grabman the Brisket. Twitter, Grab the Brisket. Facebook, same as the Instagram, Grabman the Brisket. And drop us your emails. I mean, you can hit us up at grabmanthebrisket at gmail.com. I mean, we want to hear your stories. Absolutely, yeah. We we have a few more barbecue fail stories we're going to share. You guys have already sent us, but we want to hear some more of them. I know there's some more good ones out there we haven't heard yet. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But Keep them coming, guys. Keep them coming for sure. Thanks for tuning in too. All right, peace out, guys.